Hello and welcome to episode 106 of the Atlanta Man podcast. I am your host, Ryan Rogers, and I'm joined by Evan Etheridge today to talk some Braves and Hawks once again. So, Evan, how are you doing? Pretty good, man. Pretty good, man. Enjoying a little little break from pretty much everything um, sport-wise. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We've got the summer league going on, but but yeah, other than that, it's it's pretty dead in the sports world. but yeah, it's it's not too bad. Just just chilling. Yeah, these um today and tomorrow are going to be pretty dead. Uh, since the All Star Game and Home Run Derby, where there's just nothing going on except the summer league, like you said. Um, WNBA too, if you're into that sort of thing. But um, yeah, really, not much going on at all. Uh, nice little breather, I guess. Though um, MLB All Star break going on, like we mentioned. Uh, we'll get into that in a minute though, because we are going to uh, kick things off with the Hawks because. They've made some moves, um, nothing too crazy, nothing that's um, changing the trajectory of the season ahead. But uh, the big one happened, I believe it was uh, Thursday or Friday last week. Um, DeJounte Murray gets uh, gets an extension, which uh, was something that had been discussed, um, speculated that he could um, be extended. But the question was the number, and um, it ends up landing in a pretty good place here. Um, gets a lot less money than Fred Van Vliet. Uh, which that kind of seemed like the barometer of what he was going to get because I I don't know about you but I think Dejounte Murray is better than Fred Van Vliet, um, but yeah, what do you think about the um, the extension? Because I think it's a pretty good deal for the Hawks. It was the absolute max that the Hawks could have offered him because uh, of some weird veterans rule, um, and he took it. So uh, what do you think of the deal? Yeah, um, this this is huge. Like um, we had so many questions that you know are answered with this contract extension. Um, but yeah, DeJounte signing a, a four year, um, what was it? 160, 120, four years, 120, man, <laughs> yeah. that's cheap. Like for a player of his caliber, uh, only 30 a year is a steal. Um, yeah. you know, I thought that, you know, when we initially traded for him that we were going to get a deal done, um, to kind of, you know, lock him down so he wouldn't have to go into next season um with this with this question mark with this uh asterisk but um you know he ends up signing this this team friendly deal and it's huge it's absolutely huge for the hawks it gives them a, a, a ton of cap space to maybe go get someone else uh siakam i know it's been rumored but yeah it, it just this is absolutely huge um you know shout out to Dejounte because he's he's been super cool about the whole um you know, re-signing and stuff. And, um, you know, he, he wants to win, I think more than anything. And, and, and signing this deal really shows that. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, people might still think, Oh, $30 million is a lot of money. Um, it's just not what it used to be with the cap going up and just some of the contracts that are being handed out. Like 30 million is great value for Murray, even though he wasn't at his best last year. Um, he's still only 26, which I kind of, for some reason, I thought he was like a little bit older, but he's still only 26 years old. And um, yeah, definitely some room for him to grow. He's locked up long term. Um, you know, this doesn't really change anything for the immediate future. He was already on the team for the upcoming season, but uh, just that security. And like you said, the flexibility gives the Hawks as a team that uh, pretty adamant about not going over to the luxury tax um, really helps. And yeah, it's definitely like a selfless move by Murray. He could have gotten a lot more money if he waited a year. And um, like you said, he wants to win. He's 
I guess he obviously loves Atlanta for taking this kind of deal to stay. And um, yeah, you can't really say anything bad about this. Um, even if you're kind of low on DeJounte Murray, you don't think uh, he was worth the draft picks given up or you're just not the biggest fan of him. You still have to admit that this is a really, really good deal for the Hawks. And um, yeah, I don't, I ain't got any more takes on it. It's just awesome for the Hawks to get this done. Um, probably the best contract. I guess Schlink's not there anymore, but definitely the best contract that Landry Fields and Kyle Korver have handed out. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you got any of your last, last takes on DeJounte before we talk about that? a little bit smaller stuff, but still stuff that happened with the Hawks. Yeah. I, I mean, like you look at Jeremy Grant and, and the, the deal he got Yeah, five for one sixty. Yeah. like, um, yeah, this, this was a great contract and I'm just, I'm just super happy because this makes the trade, uh, you know, that we did last off season, uh, you know, worth it hundred yeah. percent. I, th- I think year two, um, you know, with Quinn, with, with, you know, John Collins gone, I think, I think Landry Fields and, and, and the new front office have done a, a pretty solid job. Um, you know, we'll see how, how things are going to work, but, but, you know, I'm, I'm super stoked about it. Like, um, you know, I, I think with a full year, DeJounte here, you know, half a season with, with Quinn here and a full off season. Um, you know, I, I think things are looking, you know, pretty bright for the Hawks. Um, you know, we're, we're not done yet. I think, I think we make one more move. I don't, I don't think they just run out the same roster as last year. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll, we'll keep our eye on that because there's some rumors swirling right now and things could get interesting, but, but yeah, right now I'm, I'm really liking, I'm really liking the team right now. And you know, that deal was awesome. Super team friendly, like we said, and yeah, super stoked. Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, Fred Van Bleek got three years, 130. So the Hawks are getting an extra year for $10 million or less for a better player. Yeah. Um, some of that was the Rockets getting to the salary floor, but still, that's a tough contract. And Dylan Brooks, too, good Lord. But, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, we can we could, we could do the Siakam thing now if you want to go ahead and do that. I mean, that is the kind of the, the talk of the town, really, with the Hawks. Um, it's kind of weird. Siakam has come out and said that, He's not really interested in signing an extension with the Hawks, or at least his agent said that. And um, but I do think kind of in a roundabout way, that's actually good for the Hawks and trade discussions, because that just makes him a lot more cheaper as far as picks or players go. Cause if you know it's only going to be for a season, um, it's not as much you have to give up. So what do you think about Siakam? I mean, he's re- he's really good. Um, and apparently him and OG and Anobi are not happy in Toronto. Um they were not, I think Fred Van Lee was part of this too. They were very like disgruntled with the young guys, I guess like Scotty Barnes, like get under their skin or something. I don't know what happened, but they seem to be selling off pieces. So, I mean, Siakam would be great. He would fit right in with, with the Hawks. So what do you think about Siakam? Yeah, I want him so bad. Like, yeah. I can't tell you how bad I want this dude. Um, you know, it seems that they're, Toronto is just, they just don't want to make trades. They have so many long wings yeah. that play good defense and stretch the floor, but they don't trade any of them. They just hold on to them. And, you know, the one time they did make a trade, they went and got Kawhi and won a championship. So, you know, I want them to make some trades, man. I I think Siakam would fit right in. Like, he does everything. Um, he scores, you know, almost eight assists or eight, eight rebounds six assists like he does everything um he, he would just change the dynamic of this team and like you said with him with him coming out and saying that he's not going to sign because i don't know if we would be able to afford a max uh extension um yeah you know that does you know decrease the value that that he would be uh traded for and so um 
you know, I'm, I'm down to trade a rental and go for it. Like, especially if it's just like, like there's so many mock trades right now. He's it's, it's kind of crazy, but like, I think AJ Griffin and Capella and like maybe a pick, like I'd do that. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I hope they do go out and try to get them because that's all I keep seeing. Yeah, um, there's been tons of names like from the Hawks side of who's going. Capella's a big one. Um, DeAndre Hunter is also part of this. Um, I'm try- I'm actually on the NBA trade machine right now, and combined, Capella and Hunter make $40 million, and Siakam's at $37 million. So you just got to throw in, let's see who makes $3 million on the Raptors. Uh, Malachi Flynn, welcome to Atlanta. And that, that lines up salary right there. Then the Hawks are going to throw in some picks. I would do that. Capella and I would, Hunter. I would do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but still they might not want Capella and Hunter. Uh they might want, you know, Jalen Johnson or AJ Griffin. What do you think about those kind of guys? Like, would you be willing to part with them? But like, would it be just one of them? Or could you say no way to both of them? Like, what what's your or what's your barometer? And I saw some of Congo stuff too, but I I'm keeping a Congo by any means. He's kind of like besides Trey, he's kind of my untouchable guy. I love a Congo. I don't want him going anywhere. So what do you think about the younger guys that could be part of this? Yeah, it's really hard to let go of, of some of these younger guys that you haven't really seen yet, but but know they have potential. Like, man, I, I you know, if I had to pick I okay, Okongu is is off the table. Like yeah, in he, my opinion. He just showed so much last year. It would be he's a huge trade ship. Like Siakam's good, but if we're trading a Kongu, it's for like Paul George. You know, yeah. someone like that. Yeah, I agree. Especially with his contract right now. He's not making too much. Um yeah. Like, yeah, like I would probably give up AJ Griffin. Um, you know, we've seen flashes of him being good, but Quinn didn't really show any like love to him towards the end of the year. And so, um, you know, that, uh, you know, we know the type of player Jalen Johnson can be, but, um, you know, still you're, you're waiting to see that. And so you, you have question marks, but I, I don't think any of those two are untouchable to be honest. Um, with with a, with a player of Siakam's caliber, you know, a one year rental, like, um, yeah, I, I I liked what you said, like Hunter. I I would definitely part ways with Hunter. He drives me yes. insane. Um, yes. but uh, but yeah, like Johnson or Griffin, I would probably give up one of them to, to do that deal. Probably, yeah, but yeah, not yeah. both. Like, both would be a bit much. Um, I think, but I. And Kobe Buffkin too could be part of this. He can't get traded until August first, but uh, you could wait it out. Um, also, this is kind of off topic, but I did not know that Dennis Schroeder signed with the Raptors. I guess I missed that. <laughs> yeah, no idea. <laughs> he's on. He's on the roster. Um, Twelve million a year, so good for him. But um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting for sure. Um, you know, the Hawks don't have a ton of draft picks from the Murray trade. They did kind of get some back with the Herder trade, but um, yeah, it would be mostly players. Like I, I think, I think Griffin or Johnson would be part of it like with Capella or Hunter, but it just, like I, the Raptors direction is lost to do with this too. Cause if the Raptors are trying to bottom out, they probably don't really need like Clint Capella. They could just take him and flip him again. That could make sense for them. But I mean, Capella's got two years left on his deal. I don't see them like Capella's kind of a win now player. He's not a prospect by any means, and he's kind of on a shorter contract. So maybe maybe they don't want that. Who knows? Hunter, uh, probably more a little more enticing for them if they're trying to really bottom out because he is, like you said, he's a maddening player, but he's under contract for four seasons, and the potential is there. 
Um, can say all you want about him. He is infuriating, but his flashes are real. And um, yeah, you know, when he when he's playing well, he's he's really good. That's few and far between, but still. Um, so yeah, very interesting. And um, yeah, as far as a big move for the Hawks, it's kind kind of got to come in a trade now. The, the free agent market is um, there's still some guys out there that could help you, but no one's that's going to shift your season like uh Siakam could. So we will we'll see um what uh what's gonna happen there. But yeah, maybe they're waiting for like Kobe Bufkin to be able to get traded August first. Um I don't know. I don't know. We'll see though. We'll see. Uh so yeah we can move on now. We can talk about uh smaller stuff besides Siakam and DeJounte Murray. Uh Rudy Gay got traded it already from uh the John Collins trade finally got announced Rudy Gay gets traded to the Thunder along with uh, Usman Garuba and Ty Ty Washington. Um, all three of those guys were traded within like two days of each other from the Rockets and the uh, Jazz, and now they're going to Oklahoma City for uh, Patty Mills. So, And Patty Mills has been traded like seven times in the past month, so I don't really know how this um, affects the Hawks' season. Um, I don't know if Patty Mills is going to make it to the regular season with the Hawks. I kind of hope he does just for his sake because <laughs> he is getting just passed around. I kind of feel bad. But, um, yeah, what did, do you have any um, hot takes on this one? It's really just – I don't even like. I don't even know what it is really. The Hawks gave up a second-round pick to you, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty pretty weird trade, Um, yeah. not going to lie. But, yeah, Patty Mills has been traded three times in the last month. Um, or something like that. So uh, it might be four. It might be four. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy, honestly. But yeah. but yeah, I mean, he would work. Like he's a veteran. Like I think he would help with uh, you know some of the younger guys and maybe help Trey out a little bit. I don't know. Like he has some experience, but um, yeah, I don't really see a role for him. Like he's he's probably going to get flipped again uh, soon. So um. Yeah, keep her eye on that. But yeah, good thing I didn't order a uh, Ty Ty Washington jersey or anything like that. Yeah, or the Usman Garuba one too. That would have been brutal if uh, you wouldn't have got <laughs> one of those. Um, or Rudy Gay himself if he wanted that gay jersey. But uh, yeah, it's uh, we'll see. I mean, if they held on to Patty Mills, I wouldn't be stunned if he was just, you know, just kind of like a, um, I don't know, like a Solomon Hill type, just a veteran off the bench that could come in every once in a while if you needed him. Maybe like a Justin Holiday or something. I don't know. But uh yeah, nothing too crazy. Nothing that's gonna really affect the Hawks too much. Um uh, one thing that one other thing that was interesting was that they gave uh Muhammad Gay, the guy that they traded for, I think it was late first round in the draft. Uh, they gave him like a real contract, um, four years, seven point sixty four mi- six yeah, seven point six four million. Um he's shown some flash in the summer league. I haven't really watched too much of the games, but I've seen some highlights of him. He looked pretty good uh seems like a really versatile guy um and the hawks seem to like him a lot giving him a real deal uh so yeah what do you think about uh muhammad gig and some real money yeah this dude looks good like he's he's only been playing ball for four years now um i'm not really too sure where he's from uh some some smaller country i think but dude went to washington state i know yeah he went to to washington state average like 14 and 10 like this dude's a dog man like he 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 has very good potential to develop into a legit, a legit player. Like, I mean this, um, like he's, he's shown flashes. Like this dude is a, you know, I'd call him a stretch four. he moves amazing. He's a, he's a pretty big dude. He, he still need to put, put some weight on, um, you know, Oh yeah. Expected. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. They need to put a little bit weight on, 
but uh, this dude moves really good. Like great shot blocker. Um, you know, he can shoot threes. Like he's all over the place right now in, in the summer league and he looks really, really good. Um, so yeah, I like this little security, um, super cheap, like see what he's got, see if we can develop him. And, and yeah, I'm excited because I like watching the summer league games. Like this dude looks, this dude looks good. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I think he has a real possibility to have a real role, especially if Capella gets dealt. Um, you know, like you said, he's like a stretch forward. He could play a little bit of power forward, probably put him at center too. He's six eleven. So if you want to, if you're running with a Congo as the guy, he could, he's a viable backup center option. Also Bruno Fernando, um, smaller news, but he got like guaranteed. So he's got a guaranteed contract. So he's also an option. Um, but I think Gay's upside is higher than Bruno Fernando's. Um, but uh, yeah, like you said, the summer league stuff has looked good. Um, looks like the Hawks kind of think they got a bit of a diamond in the rough here. And I did see, I forgot who tweeted, but it was a guy who knows a lot about the draft. Um, and he said that if he was really anywhere else except for Washington State, that he might be like in the top 20 in the picks of the draft. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, he wasn't at a blue blood at Washington State. Um, I don't think things were really firing off there, but um, yeah. I'm pretty excited about it too. Uh, you don't really, the Hawks have just always been really bad at kind of finding these diamonds in the rough, like late first round, second round picks. They just never pan out. They've never gotten their Draymond Green. I know that's mm-hmm. like the highest upside ever, but of like a guy that gives them any kind of production. Mike Muscala, that's the last guy I can remember <laughs> giving us anything from a second round pick. But uh, yeah, um, I, I think he's definitely has a real role. And um We'll see. We'll see what he looks like in the real games, um, because summer leagues look pretty good so far. So, uh, yeah, I think that's it with the Hawks. Um, yeah, we'll be on standby with the Siakam stuff, or if anybody else becomes available. But, uh, yeah, you got any more Hawks takes before we talk about a little bit about the Braves? No, not really. I think uh, I think we're down to what seventeen or eighteen players, and so um, obviously you're gonna have to make a couple more cuts, and yeah. you know we'll kind of see how the summer league plays out, and. You know, see if we get some clear answers or, you know, some guys that we think uh, could could make the roster. It's going to be interesting because um, I know, you know, Tyrese Martin has looked pretty good. Um, the know, Brady Manic season. The Brady Manic, like <laughs> he, he looks pretty good out there. He's, he can he's shoot around he can shooting shoot. threes. Yeah. yeah. You know, high effort. Like, um, so, yeah, we're going to have we're going to have a couple names that, uh, you know, going to be interesting to see if, they, if they'll make a roster or uh, or not. So, yeah, we'll wait till we get a little bit closer. But but yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, still, still some things need to shake out, but um, things are starting to come together for the Hawks for sure. So, uh, yeah, talk about the Braves now. Who um, it feels like forever since they played a game with this All Star break. No, it's been it's only been like three days, but uh, the Braves are still rolling. They are sixty and twenty nine. They're the only team in baseball with sixty wins. Uh, they took two out of three in Cleveland. They took two out of three in Tampa. Um. It just continued to be awesome. I mean, I've, I kind of caught myself being a little bit spoiled um, with both these series because we didn't sweep them. And uh, yeah. that's kind of that's kind of saying something. I mean, the Cleveland loss kind of sucked. They get walked off on. Uh, Kirby Yates kind of had a rough one, um, giving up a couple runs. Um, and then Ozzy hit the huge home run in that game to tie it. Uh, that was, this was on the 4th of July. And then um, the Manfred runner scores for the Guardians and – they beat the Braves, but the Braves won the other two games. Um, they blew them out after that eight to one, and then they go to Tampa, take the first two, and then they lose um, on the last game before the All Star break. Bryce Elder, his worst start of the season, I think for sure. He looked really bad. Um, walked a ton of guys, hung some sliders. Not good stuff from him, but um, can't really complain too much. Uh, going into Tampa and taking two out of three against them, they've been 
the second best team in baseball um, this year. Really the best team for a majority of the year until the Braves have uh, fired things up. So, yeah, what do you think about the the week that they had? Just pretty good, you know, four and two. You there? Yeah, you there? I can hear you. Okay. It just we just <laughs> yeah, we just died for a second. Um hey, we're leaving this in. Who cares? Um I said uh what do you think about just the week in general with uh Cleveland and Tampa? Yeah, yeah, still a good week. Uh to go up and, and play two division leaders um and, and take two out of three out of both was was a good week. Uh you know, that last race game, um you know, we were due for one of those, uh, oh, you know, yeah. elder, elder, bad start. He didn't have a strikeout. Like you said, walked a ton of guys and just got hit. He just got hit really hard. And, uh, you know, those things kind of happen. So, um, yeah, two more series wins. I think that's 11 straight. Um, you know, like you said, Braves are 31 games over 500, um, a plus 147 run differential. I was, I was really, really hoping we would have got that to 150, uh, at the, at the midway mark. That would have been the best in baseball, but it's not good enough. But uh, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, like great week, um, all star game, uh, ton of guys representing the the, the Braves, and you know, ha, you know, NL pulls it out. So you know, pretty good week. Yeah, and uh, that loss against Tampa that was the first time they have lost by more than one run since June 11th. So they went pretty much a month without oh losing God. a game by more than one run. And that was against the Nationals, funny enough. Um, but, yeah, the, every game they lost, they got walked off on the Tigers, that terrible loss, lost by one. Uh, the Ellie De La Cruz game, they lost 11-10. to 10, And then they got walked off by the Guardians and lost by one. <laughs> so they were – the Braves were, like, really close to winning, like, 23 games in a row. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, if, they're insane, if, dude. If Iglesias is a meltdown against the Tigers, if Ellie De La Cruz is a hit for the cycle – and uh, the Cleveland game wasn't as brutal as those two, but if Kirby H just doesn't uh, give up a couple runs, they might win like twenty games in a row. <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty nuts. Um, but yeah, also game was last night. Like you said, the NL finally won. I think it was like the first time in nine years or something. Um, you know, Austin Rally had a hit. Sean Murphy threw out a runner. Uh, two RC, which I was pretty cool. Um, neither of the Braves pitchers pitched Elder and Strider because they had to pitch in Tampa. Um, they were still at the game though. Um, so cool for them. Um. And uh, yeah, schedule ahead. They got the White Sox this weekend. Uh, then Arizona. The schedule does get a little bit interesting here. The White Sox aren't good, but then they play Arizona, who is good. Milwaukee, who is solid. Boston, who is solid. Milwaukee again. And then um, this series is super interesting. They play the Angels on the trade deadline. Yes, sir. Will Otani be on the Angels when we play them? Otani on the Braves. He's he's gonna play that first game and then he's gonna switch dugouts and he's just gonna he's stay gonna in walk it across the field and come to the Braves dugout. Dude, I, I what do you do if you're the Angels? You have to trade him. I trade I him. thought about this. Um, let me pull up the standings really quick. Uh, I think they are like five games out of the wild card. So let me pull this up. Yeah, the, right now the AL wild card standings. The Angels are sitting five games back. I think if you're not within three games, you have to trade them. You have to. Yeah. And right now they're a game under 500. I think they've, they're like one and nine of their last 10. They're really like bottoming out without trout. Um, But yeah, I mean, 
unless you really think he's going to resign, you kind of have to. Like, <laughs> you can't lose him for nothing. Nope, you can't. It's like the you best can't. player ever. You can't <laughs> let him walk, him dude. Nothing. Like, come on, man. I, I, don't, I don't think I, they're going to trade him. <laughs> I No, it would not shock me at all if they were, like, if they kept just, they sucked ass for the next two weeks and they still just didn't trade him. They're, like, completely out of it. They just didn't. Like, we're not going to be the guys that trade Shelly O'Donnell. <laughs> it's <laughs> a prize thing. man. Golly, their franchise is so bad. They're so bad. Like, yeah. people people were like, you know, why did Otani pick the Angels when he first came over here? Well, like, he was like, the Angels were one of the only teams that was going to let him do both. Yeah. Like, like and it wasn't just... a terrible option. I mean, tr- Mike Trout's there. Like, that's a big drawing point. Yeah. Yeah, but, you're uh, in LA, like, but but yeah. just they're just so bad every year. They have no pitching, and, and that's what ultimately kills them every year. Yeah, um, the Otani stuff is super interesting. I don't think the Braves are going to be involved. Um, I would love to be wrong because if this Braves team got Shohei Otani, that would like, be the best lineup ever. Yeah, like it might be the best team ever on paper. Yeah. Like that would just be absurd. I mean, right now he's got a one dot five one dot zero five zero OPS with thirty two homers, and um, what is his pitching numbers? Hold on. <laughs> And he's got a 3-3-2 ERA with uh, 132 strikeouts over 100 innings. He has a 6.5 war at the All-Star break. <laughs> That's ridiculous. He's, 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 like, like, he's, he's like Kyle Wright pitching, and he's like Shohei Otani hitting. Like He's yeah. a creative player, and it's stupid. Yeah. So, I you know, I, I think he's – if he goes to free agency, there's, there's only like – two or three teams that can pay for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just, I just know who it's going to be uh, the Dodgers and it's going to irritate me, but uh, it'll be all right. Uh, you know, hopefully they move him, and uh, uh, I don't yeah, know. I just, if he does get like, if, if he gets, if the options are like for the, at the deadline, if it's Dodgers or nothing, that kind of sucks for the Braves. If he goes to the Dodgers, that's uh makes the Dodgers a lot better. And uh, the kind yeah. of direct competition with us, um, so I don't know, maybe just stay with the Angels then in that case. But I don't, like, is any American League team going to trade for him? Like, who could even, I feel like whoever, if he does get traded at this deadline, whoever trades for him is probably going to re-sign him too. So I just don't know. It's super interesting. I mean, there's, I know Soto got traded last year and that was pretty insane, but this is even crazier. <laughs> um, But uh, yeah, I think they should trade him. Even if, like, the Angels, they're not going to, they're not going to do nothing. They're not good. No. At all. They're not good. Trout's hurt. He's probably out for like five more weeks. Like their lineup, like Anthony Rendon sucks. He's got a 678 OPS. Like they got no pitching besides Otani, really. I mean, yeah, he's the only guy that they have that has an ERA under four in their entire rotation. (laughs) So they should should just trade him. I kind of get why they might not just of being, they'll just be the biggest laughing stock. Like they're the team that traded Joe Otani and Trout no Tani for six years, no, no playoff games. Like it's it does suck for them, but hey, just be better, be a better organization. Um, but uh yeah, we'll see what Perry Manson does, former Braves assistant GM. Things have not gone well for him as, as he's been with the Angels. So yeah, we'll see. If the Braves trade for Shoya Tani, there will be it'll be the greatest emergency pot of all time. Um, but uh yeah, as far as the deadline goes, it's coming up in a couple weeks. I'm sure probably next week. We'll do a little preview, see what the Braves need. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think that's it. Kind of slow with the Braves this week as it's the All Star break. But um, 
Yeah, they're in the driver's seat, eight and a half up on the Marlins, um, 12 and a half, 12 up on the Phillies, and 18 and a half up on the Mets. So pretty good. Pretty good. Yes, sir. We're we're sitting in the driver's seat, like you said. I think if we uh if we just go five hundred, I think what the rest of the way, I think Miami has to win almost a hundred and something games still. Like they got seventy three games left. So if the Braves go like forty two and forty one, they still win a hundred and two games. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> we're uh we're sitting right. Oh, that that, um, that math was wrong actually. I did eighty three. Wait. Dude, I can't do the math in my head, but the Braves, they don't have to be this good for the rest of the season to win the division. That's kind of the point. They can kind of come down to earth a little bit and still like win 100 games pretty easily. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, you you know, towards the end, you're going to start looking at, you know, maybe saving some guys for the postseason. Hopefully, uh, you know, we didn't peak too early or anything like that. Um, but yeah, we're sitting right. I'm, I'm ready for a good second half. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. Ready to get some baseball back in my life. Yeah, I'm excited too. Excited for the deadline, and I'm already ready for the playoffs. Like it's it's gonna be so fun um, with this team, and uh, hopefully they don't do what they did last year because I was pretty excited for last year's playoffs too, and that didn't, that yeah. didn't go well. So, um, but I couldn't imagine this team doing that. This team's a lot better, which uh, it's kind of crazy because that team won 101 games. But uh, yeah, I think we covered it all, man. Um, if you wanna, you got any parting thoughts before we get on out of here? No, sir, I do not. All right. Well. Uh, like I said, next week or maybe the week after, I don't know. I have to line it up uh, with the deadline, but we'll probably do a little trade deadline preview. Um, and the Hawks, man, we'll see what the Hawks do too. They can be making some big trades also. So um, if you uh, made it this far listening, we really, really appreciate it. And we will see you in the next one. 